Good evening. We'll see sunny spells throughout the next three days. This is quietly yours. Tonight, we'll tune our radios to a quiet local station where Rob runs a call-in advice show in the dreaded graveyard slot. A strange noise tells him he might not be alone, and there's something off about one of the callers. But first, we need to pause to say goodbye to Christopher, who died this week at 38. Christopher was an electrician by trade, but dedicated much of his time to his passion of breeding exotic fish. Christopher was also an advocate for those experiencing homelessness, and spent much of his time working to support the less fortunate. Sadly, juggling so many responsibilities proved too much, and friends reported worrying behaviour from Christopher in recent months, as he began to slowly crack under the pressure, at one point professing his belief that the fish were watching him, day and night, just watching him, staring. The stress and lack of sleep led to multiple close calls, as Christopher's care and attention to his work waned. Finally, this past Monday, an apparent leak in one of the tanks resulted in a freak accident that delivered a catastrophic electric shock. Local police report that while Christopher was cooked from the inside out, the fish remain unharmed. The fish are now in the care of Christopher's mother, who yesterday delivered a short eulogy for her son and shared an update with mourners. The thing about these fish is that this past week, she said, hands shaking, I could swear they're smiling. To get a harrowing glimpse at your own gruesome death, head to patreon.com slash quietly yours, where you can sign up to support the show from as little as a dollar a month and get some exclusive rewards in return, such as bonus stories, early releases, and your own on-air obituary. You can also get those bonuses directly in Apple Podcasts by heading to our channel, Daffodilies Originals, and signing up for our plus tier. And if you're not in a position to support the show financially, you can still help out by sharing the show with your friends, family, and suspected stalkers. And now, let's dive in to the graveyard slot. Something to set the mood there. I hope you're having a chilled out evening wherever you are and whatever it is is keeping you up tonight. I'm here to keep you company for the next three hours. As always, I'm here to help. If something's troubling you, don't hesitate to pick up that phone and let's have a chat. You can reach us on 0808 157 0612. That's 0808 157 0612. Let us know what's keeping you up tonight and let's talk it through together. Now, let's get back on with it and go to our first caller. Who do we have on the line tonight? It's me. Can you uh, be a, a bit more specific? It's Sandra. Ah, Sandra. <laughs> a regular at this point, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I suppose you could say that. Well, what can I say, Rob? You're a wonderful listener. 
We're lucky to have you. <laughs> well, isn't that kind of you? Uh, what's troubling you tonight, Sandra? Uh, last we heard from you, you were having a, a bit of a problem with your husband, weren't you? I was, yes. But we got all that resolved, don't worry. I just painted it while he was out in the end. That way it was finished by the time he got home and there was nothing he could do about it. Avoided the argument entirely. That's what they call a life hack, isn't it? Well, at least it's resolved. So, what's troubling you tonight, Sandra? Well, it's my neighbour, you see. She's causing me some right grief. Well, what, what's she doing? She's been eating my apples. <laughs> Your apples? From my tree, in my garden. I've had it for years, but it's really been flourishing recently, and she's just been picking my apples right off my tree, eating them herself, feeding them to her kids and everything. <laughs> and, and you're not happy about that? It's theft, Robert. Pure and simple. <laughs> right. Uh, and have you told... Edith. Edith? Uh, how you feel about this? You bet I have. And you know what? She thinks I'm overreacting. Overreacting? So, no apology then, I take it? None. And has she indicated in any way that she's going to? She says she's going to take all the apples she wants and what am I going to do about it, she says. Not ideal, that, is it? No, actually, it's not. Do you think it might be possible, though, that you only made the interaction more antagonistic with the way that you approached the conversation? What do you mean? Well, to be a little frank, it sounds like you approached the conversation with a very aggressive energy. And we've talked about this before, haven't we? Yes. What happens when we approach the conversation from that place? You shut down negotiation before you've even begun. You shut down negotiation before you've even begun. And that's never going to get you anywhere, because all we're ever looking for when we clash is middle ground. That one spot in the middle of the grey area where both parties can agree to coexist. But to get there, what do we need to do? Approach the conversation with an open door. That's right. You want to invite the other person inside, invite them to see things from your point of view. But... You have to be willing to see the other person's point of view too. And in this case, what do you think Edith's point of view might be? She seems to think that if parts of the tree are on her property, quote, unquote, that means that she's entitled to whatever grows on it. And can you see why she might think that? If it was actually on her property, sure, maybe she'd have a point. But the trunk is on my land. None of the tree touches her soil. It just hangs in the air. You can't own air, Rob. <laughs> but uh, she does have a right to have a say in what's happening within the borders of her property, doesn't she? Yes, I suppose so. So that sounds like the first hint of a path towards a peaceful middle ground, doesn't it? Perhaps you could speak to her again, but this time be open to... I think it's a bit late for that, actually. Why is that? Well, I was fuming. I was. So this morning, I've posted an invoice through a door. <laughs> an invoice? For how much she owes me for the apples. Right. Yeah, well, uh, that doesn't sound like that's likely to reduce the tension in the situation. 
No, I suppose not. It was quite petty, I can admit that. But she can be petty too, you know. Right after she got the invoice, she marched out into the garden and picked a bunch of apples. And she only did it because she knew I would be watching. She wanted to wind me up. We ended up having a right fight. Not a productive one, I imagine. She's just not budging. She says if I want her to stop taking the apples, I should cut the tree so it's not infringing on her property. Is that an option you would consider? Is it? Heck, I can't just cut whole branches off the tree. It's not good for it. So, the tree would suffer if you were to cut off those branches? Undoubtedly. Well, it seems to me that you've been approaching this situation from entirely the wrong perspective. How so? Well, you clearly want this tree to thrive, but Edith has every right to have a say in what's happening on her side of the fence. But, by the sound of it, she's got no problem with this tree. She didn't ask you to prune it until this argument started. She seemed pretty happy to keep the tree as it is. So maybe you need to consider that she's doing you a favour. A favour? How'd you figure that one out? Well, she could cut those branches off, if she wanted to. And you don't want that. By letting the tree grow wherever it wants, even if it's entering her property, she's helping you to keep your tree good and healthy, isn't she? Well... I suppose so. So, perhaps you could consider that since she's doing you a favour, in a way, perhaps taking the occasional apple is actually a good deal, from your point of view. Hmm. I didn't think of it that way. Well, there you go. There's always another perspective waiting to be found. See, this is what I'm talking about. I'd be lost without you. (laughs) Oh, please. (laughs) I'd just lend an ear. No. Really? I don't know what I'd do without your advice. Well, that's what the show is here for. But it's not just regulars we want to hear from. So even if you've never called in before, if you've got a problem, you need to talk it through, we want to hear from you. Call us now on 0808 157 Now, let's see who's on the next line. Who am I speaking to tonight? Hello? Is anyone there? Yes. And what can I help you with? What's, uh, what's troubling you? Is there a specific reason you're calling? Yes. Is it something <laughs> you're willing to share? I'm a bit nervous. Sorry. That's all right. You don't have to share anything you're uncomfortable sharing. It's just that I... Perhaps uh, you'd be better off, you know, calling when you're in a better headspace, so you... uh... I think I've killed someone. I'm sorry? Uh, Can you say that again? I think I've killed someone. No. That's wrong. I... I know I have killed someone. Look, if this is a joke... No. I... I don't know what to do. Well, if you've had an accident or something and someone's hurt or, or dead, then you need to call 999 and, and uh, they'll be able to help you. It wasn't an accident. What's that? I meant to do it. I wanted to do it. Listen, I think... Um... Hello? 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 <laughs> 
Well, I think your caller is hung up on us. Well, we'll wish them the best of luck, but I think we're probably looking at a prank call. It happens. But guys, this is a serious show. <laughs> we aim to help people, so please, only call if you have a, a real issue you need to discuss. The number is 08157 0612. Call us now and let us talk through your problems. Oh, we've got another caller on the line. So let's dive right in. Who am I talking to tonight? Hi, it's Malcolm. Welcome to the show, Malcolm. And what's been troubling you? That was a bit weird, wasn't it? Are you guys having some technical issues? I suppose it was, yes. But uh, just a prankster with a bad sense of humour at the end of the day. Nothing to worry about. What can I help you with? Well, I mean, it's not one problem, really. More like multiple things. My health, that's been taking a downturn, my social life has dried up, and my relationships really just... well, it's not good, Rob. Have you uh, thought about the root causes of uh, these problems? Well, that's the thing, they all have the same root cause. It all comes back to my job. I work nights, you see, and I drive, not cross-country or anything like that, but I get around, deliveries, you know, that sort of thing, but it's... well, it's just doing a number on me. Having my whole schedule flipped and spending so much time away from home. That sounds very difficult. It is. Well, I think so anyway, but then no one else seems to be struggling the same way and that makes me feel even worse. Makes me wonder if I'm just not built for it, like everyone else is able to tough it out and I'm not. <laughs> Look, I, I think you'll be surprised. If you asked around, no one handles nights very well. It's actually quite detrimental to health. There's considerable research on it. Uh, it. It's disruptive to just about every part of your mind and body. And if I remember rightly, it's even linked to higher rates of cancer. Well, I'm glad it's not just me, but I can't say that's all that reassuring. No. I suppose it wouldn't be. And sadly, the only real way to resolve this is to move into another line of work. But I'm guessing if that were possible, you'd have already done that. Yeah, right. But there's nothing. I'm stuck here. Well, you're stuck here for now. Doesn't mean it's forever. You've just got to keep going and have faith that the future is brighter. Well, I've got the faith. It's the keeping going that's a struggle. How do you cope? What do you mean? With the night shifts. It can't be easy on you either. It's not, no. I just do what I can to look after my sleep and make sure I'm still exercising and eating. I suppose you get to talk to lots of people too. That must help. Out here on the road, it's so... Lonely. Is that difficult? Honestly, yeah. It's not just a lack of conversation. I drive really remote roads and there's just never anyone. No cars, nothing. I feel like I enter the twilight zone every night and it's just me floating in the blackness alone. I I'm sorry, I guess that's a bit dark. But, no, you know, don't worry about it. You can say whatever you're feeling. I just feel... Scared? 
when I'm out here, it's enough to drive you mad. Sometimes I think, I think I hear things or see things. Are you driving right now, Malcolm? Yeah, but, but, but don't worry, it's all hands-free. I listen to you every night. Actually, it's just the, the, the first time I've called in. Well, I'm sorry. I don't have uh, better advice to give you. That's all right. You've helped me more than you know, just providing me with the company on these long nights. Well, I'm glad I could help. I don't know what I'd do without you. Okay. <laughs> kind words. Well, thank you for calling, Malcolm, and I'm glad I could help. Well, looks like we've got another person on the line. Who are we talking to tonight? He's right. You know. Who is? Night ships are tough. You know that, as well as anyone. Sat in your studio after midnight. Look, <laughs> you've had your fun. Why did they give you this time slot? I wonder. Maybe no one else was brave enough to stay so late. Must be creepy in there. Look. Sat by yourself. No one to talk to but your callers. And you never know who is on the other end of the line. Look, you've had your fun. I'm tired of it. I apologise to everyone listening for that guy's stupid attempt at a joke. Let's not dwell on it and get on with the programme. The number is 0808 157 0612. If you've got a problem, get on the line. But for now, let's take a break and enjoy a little music. What on earth? Hello? Is there anyone there? <laughs> Don't let him get to you, Rob. Let's see where you're calling from. What? Hello? Is there someone there? Hello? Right. Locked. <laughs> Forgot about that. Ignore it, Rob. It's nothing. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. I'm here with you until three, so if you've got something you need to chat about, Get in touch. The number is 0808 157 0612. We're not too busy, so you'll get right through. We've had enough spooky calls for tonight, though, so let's keep it real, yeah? Less pranksters and more apple theft. <laughs> oh, looks like we've got someone on the line. Who am I talking to? Elise. Good evening, Elise. How can I help? I don't really know. Well, I'm here to listen. What are you up to tonight? Not a lot. I couldn't sleep, so I'm just... up. It got too quiet, though, or my thoughts got too loud, so I put on the radio. I heard your show and I thought, well, what's the harm? Well, 
Not I'd say, but it's always good to get things off your chest. Is there anything in particular you need to talk about? I just feel lost, I guess. I had a... I mean, we... we... It's okay. Take your time. We lost my brother last year. It was... still is. It's not something I've been able to get over. I see. <laughs> well, that's uh, certainly a tough one. Uh, what makes you think you uh, need to get over it? Well, I don't know. It's what you're supposed to do, right? Well, there's no supposed to. I mean, it's a process and it's different for everyone. But it can't stay like this. It can't just be like this forever. It won't be. I wish I could believe that. Well, you said you lost him last year. That was a while ago now. Has your grief changed at all? I guess so, yeah. I mean, I wasn't really grieving at first, I don't think. It wasn't something we were expecting. It, he hadn't been sick or anything like that. It was just out of the blue. He was young and he was healthy and we could have never seen it coming. So to begin with, I guess there wasn't room for any grief because it was just shock. Surprise. It hit us like a truck and there wasn't really room for anything else. And I suppose when that cleared, there was numbness. There were, you know, windows of normality or whatever you call it. Not happiness exactly, just flashes of forgetting. Forgetting that anything's wrong, that anything's missing. Hello? Those moments, they're rare, they're brief, and eventually the truth comes flooding back in, and it's all these feelings that I can't... I don't have words for. I don't know how to describe it. Are you there? Uh, apologies for that, Elise. I had a, a bit of a coughing fit and uh, thought I'd mute myself to spare you the uh, interruption. I, I hear you, though, and uh, what you're saying makes total sense. It does? Absolutely. These feelings, you know, the, the ones that come rushing back when you remember, would you describe them as numbness? No, they're intense. So then you had a change. At first, you were just feeling numb, but after a while, developed into something more, you know, something stronger, something more... More painful. Yes. I wouldn't call that an improvement. Well, I, I didn't say it was an improvement. I said it was a change. It's a sign that you're moving through the process of grieving. When you say you feel like you're stuck, like it's never going to go away, you have to remind yourself how much your feelings have changed so far. Change for the worse. Yes. But change is change. And if you uh, don't mind me saying... It seems as though you're very focused on the past, which is natural because that's the easy thing to do. We know the past. We've lived it. We remember it. We know exactly how it went. And so our brains are able to pour over every bit in excruciating detail. But the future, that's the unknown to us. Even if we know that change will come, there's no way of knowing that it will change for the better. It's all unknown. 
And a human brain, well, it doesn't like the unknown. We'd rather replay the bad moments we're certain of than look towards the good moments we're not so sure of. I guess that makes sense, but if that's all I can do, just sit here and wait for change, how can I do that when I don't know what's coming? What if it does just get worse? It might do. I can't lie to you about that. But you're not alone in going through this. Most people have been through this process, and the ones who haven't, well, it's only because they've still got it to come. Grief is unavoidable. But we survive, and you can survive too. Have you ever lost someone? Yes. Actually, we, well, it was uh, remarkably similar to your own situation. What do you mean? I'd lost a, a, a sibling too. Uh, my sister. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it wasn't easy, you know. But you can be assured that when I say I know what you're going through, well, I'm not just saying that. I know what you're going through. Elise? Are you okay, Elise? Sorry. It's just... No one's ever said... Or, I mean, people have said it, but... I've never been able to believe it before. It means a lot to hear that and to know that it's true. I'm glad. You know, it's important to know that others understand what's going on inside our hearts. Even my family, they don't get it. I said that to my mum, and I'm ashamed of this, but I told her exactly that. I just... We were talking, but it wasn't helping. I felt like it should, you know, like we should cry together, hug each other, break the tension with a joke and peacefully reminisce and just heal. But it didn't feel like that. Talking to her about him, it felt cold. I don't know, she, she noticed, I think, that I was pulling away and I told her she didn't get it and she couldn't understand how I was feeling. She didn't like hearing that, which I can understand. He was my brother, but he was her son. I can't even imagine how painful it must be to lose a child and here I was acting like it was all about me. Like I'm the only one who's really struggling. You know, it's, uh, it's not a competition, you know. There's no hierarchy, it's just different. You could never know exactly how she's feeling and she can never know exactly how you're feeling. And sometimes you want so desperately to make them understand, but you can't. You just have to, I don't know, accept it. Accept that it's different for everybody and that everyone goes through their own journey. They're to support, but not to guide, not to follow. <laughs> you know what? You should write a book. I'll think about that one. <laughs> we were so close. My brother and I, I mean. And you don't expect to have to deal with something like this. Not so soon. I understand. But it really hits you, you know. When it's so sudden and unexpected. Were you close to your sister? Well, as kids, yeah. I mean, not so much in recent years, regretfully. We didn't always get on. You must feel guilty. What? If you didn't get along, you must feel terrible about not making amends before she was killed. What, what, what did you say? I suppose there's no point, though, playing the blame game. It's like survivor's guilt, isn't it? Not always a logical feeling. Just the human brain struggling with something it can hardly comprehend and turning in on itself to try and deal with the stress. Like you said, it's all about 
acceptance, right? Accepting what you're going through, that it's normal, that it'll pass, or change at least. And have faith that when change comes, it'll be for the better. That's right. Did you? You've been such a help, Rob, honestly. I feel a thousand times lighter. Maybe I'll actually be able to get some sleep. Well, I'm glad I could help. Definitely sleep, if you can. A good night's sleep will do you the world of good. I hope so. Thank you so much for the help. For listening. No need to thank me. It's what I'm here for. I don't know what I'd do if it weren't for you. Very kind words, indeed. <laughs> I hope you have a peaceful night. I love you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> ah, that's kind. Well, it looks like we have another caller on the line, so shall we move on and see who else needs our ears on this quiet evening? Hello, you're through to Rob, here to help you through your every worry. Who am I speaking to? It felt good. What? When I killed her. I didn't want to kill her. I did it. Because I had to. I didn't expect it to feel good, but it did. Look, this is enough now. Who is this? Do you feel guilty, Rob? Do you wish you'd made amends? This isn't funny. Stop these calls or I'm, I'm calling the police. Did it feel good, Rob? Look, I'm not listening to a word you have to say. But there's so much to discuss. I'm not interested. Robert, come on. Look, I'm hanging up now. Did you ever find the cause of all that banging? What did you say? Do I have your attention now? Still locked. Good. Ladies and gentlemen, I must apologise again. Rest assured that the caller won't be calling through again. And if he's still listening, just don't try. My team are currently reporting your calls to the police and you're only making it worse for yourself if you don't quit while you're ahead. Now, with that lot out of the way, let's get on with the show, shall we? We've already helped several people tonight and I'm, I'm sure we've got many more people out there who are in need of an ear, so let's not waste any more time on the jokers and get on with doing what we do best. And it looks like we've got our next caller on the line. So let's dive right back in. You're live on the air with Rob. Who am I speaking to? It's me. Sandra? <laughs> That's the one. Knew you'd learn my voice one day. I wasn't expecting to hear from you twice in one show. <laughs> I have to say, surely you don't have an update on the apple tree. Not at this time. Oh, God, no. I wouldn't dream of trying to chat to Edith at this time. She's usually out clubbing, and even if she stayed home, she'd still be blind drunk. Best to have that conversation in the morning, when she's hungover and vulnerable. Right. So, what are you calling about? Is it your... Husband? Oh, heavens no. He's fast on, snoring like a manatee. Do manatees snore? I don't know. But if they do, it sounds like that. <laughs> Come on, Sandra. Don't keep us all hanging. I'm calling about you, Rob. Me? What do you mean? I'm calling to check on you, see if you're okay. Well, 
Why would you? I mean, because... Oh, don't be silly, Sandra. I appreciate the concern. (laughs) I really do. It's good to know that you listeners care. But honestly, I'm fine. Whoever's making those calls, I'm not letting them get under my skin. You sure you're okay, Rob? Of course. Why wouldn't I be? Those calls. Just just a bit just a bad idea of a prank. Nothing to get worked up about. Well, that's the thing, Rob. That's what's making me worry. You keep mentioning these calls, these pranks. And there's no one on the other end, Rob. What? There's no one on the calls. I hear Malcolm. Bless him. I hear Elise. But these prank calls, there's just silence on the other end, and you're just talking to yourself. <laughs> Don't be silly. There's a man. He he sounds... There's no one there, Rob. Or maybe there's a, a problem with the mixing board, or, or a cable that's come loose, or... Rob, you've been... I mean, you don't sound well. I'm worried about you. We all are. You... You don't need to be worried, Sandra. Look, I'm fine. You say that, but I don't believe it. I know you too well, Rob. I can hear the pain in your voice. Listen, I... You need help, Rob. I couldn't stand it if anything happened to you. None of us could. We need you. We don't want to lose you. (laughs) Thank you, Sandra. I think that's enough for now. So let's refocus this show back to what it's meant to be, shall we? The number is 0808 15157 0612. If you need to talk to me, then please, please call and... What the... I... It... Whoa. Looks like we've got a considerable number of calls coming through. <laughs> well, uh, this is uh, busier than we've uh, ever been. I... Uh, um, OK, uh, let's go to uh, line one. Who am I speaking with? Answer the phone, Rob. What? Answer the phone, Rob. Line two? <laughs> Rob, pick up the phone. <laughs> no, no. Answer the phone, Rob. You need to answer the phone. <sighs> Who are you? I think you know that. Why are you doing this? Did it feel good, Rob? Uh, what are you talking about? Did did what feel good? Killing your sister. Did it feel good? Look, I, I don't know what you're talking about. You um, know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I was. I was. I was investigated. And I was. I was cleared. Yes, you were cleared early in the investigation, weren't you? You had an alibi. A pretty convincing one. Convincing? Of course he was. I, I couldn't have killed my sister while I was live on air, could I? No. I suppose you couldn't have killed your sister if you were live on air. Well, I, I'm done with this. I don't know why you want to torture me, but I'm done. I'm hanging up and I'm calling the police. You didn't take any calls that night? 
Did you? What? The night your sister died. You didn't take any calls. I don't, I don't know. I can't remember. I remember. It's normal. Sometimes we don't get many calls. Our show starts at midnight. For Christ's sake, there's barely anyone awake, let alone anyone listening. So I, I, I just read the emails. Do the show that way. It's odd, though, isn't it? For you to get no calls at all. I, I guess, I guess, but, but, but. Sounds like someone's trying to get your attention. I don't understand, you know, why are you doing this? What do you want? I want to hear the truth. I want you to answer my question. <laughs> what, what question? You're not making any sense. What are you talking about? My show. It was a normal show. I was live on air. Did it feel good? Why can't you just leave me alone? Did it feel good? Please, just... Did it feel good? Yes, yes! Yes! It felt good. Are you happy? It felt good to know I'd get rid of her. It felt good to know that I'd get everything. Good to know I could dig myself out of this pit of debt. I needed the money and I didn't need her. So I planned it. And it felt good to plan it. I killed her and it felt good to kill her. And more than anything, it felt good to get away with it. I know. Is that what you wanted? To push me? Push me until I confess live on air? <laughs> well, the joke's on you. We've both been muted this whole time. There's nothing broadcasting but dead air. Complete, total, dead air. Rob, where do you think you are? Who, who, who are you? You know exactly who I am. No noise after lights out. Keep it down in there. No. I can't. I can't. I don't... I had to... I had to do it! You don't understand! I shouldn't be in here! I shouldn't! Please! Let me out! Let me out! I don't want to be in here! I don't want to be here! I don't want to be here! Graveyard Shift starred Drew Sinclair as Rob and the Stranger, Hannah Studd as Sandra, Mabs Beats as Malcolm, and Haley McCready as Elise. It was written and directed by Brett Barnett, that's me, produced by Stacey McKenzie, and featured music by Ostrich Bay. If you're enjoying Quietly Yours, be sure to follow the show on your podcast app of choice. You can sign up to support the show at patreon.com slash quietlyyours, where you can find exclusive rewards like early releases, bonus stories, and behind-the-scenes content. If you're an Apple Podcast user, you can also support the show by subscribing right here in the podcast app. You can find all of our episodes on our website, daffodillies.co.uk slash quietlyyours. That's D-A-F-F-A-D-I-L-L-I-E-S dot co dot uk slash 
quietly yours. And if you'd like to get in touch, you can find us all over social media. Our handle everywhere is Quietly Podcast, or you can reach us via email at quietlyyours at daffodillies.co.uk. Until next time, I am quietly yours, and you are quietly mine. Quietly Yours is a Daffodilies production.